Start from the top, David. All right. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Underground for episode 147. I am joined every week by the one and only Sir Joseph of the Blue Shark Slavery. I was waiting for my... uh... That's I know. Not, that's not my name. My Wild, Wild West, West Pimp style. style. So I got to figure out how to make that work with um, Discord. And once that happens, then I can start doing that again. Um, nah. And I kind Are of... The production level back up there, David. I know, I know, I know. Of just like pressing a couple extra buttons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I am your other You're host. Like, yeah, I don't have that ability yet. I need to figure uh, it out. There's a reason that I haven't given you that. Uh, I haven't let you do that. <laughs> I'll be like remember, John on no agenda. Well, you know, in like uh, with like all of his like tambourines and stuff. Um, <laughs> you remember like in Spider-Man in the back? Yeah. <laughs> you remember in Spider-Man? It's like with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I feel like I would have to have that conversation with you every week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. You could prove me wrong, but I I don't know. Yeah, I think we got to make it happen. I'm gonna figure it out on my end. <laughs> um. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the show. Of uh, you know, oh Lord. <laughs> Sorry, Jeez. everybody. It's been, it's been a, so long since we've done it like this. Well, it's been a really long week, and I'm uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay I'm trying to stay focused. I'm trying to stay focused. So. Um, David Lacey is our other co-host, yes. and welcome to episode 147 of The Underground. <laughs> um, Joseph, why don't you very quickly tell everyone about the value for value, si- value for value system, and then we'll jump into the topics for tonight. Yeah, speaking of value for value, let me do something real fast. Do you want to? Do we need to hop into that? One topic we're going to discuss on the podcast. You remember that you sent about oh, old um, Glenn Becker? We'll do that as soon as you're done discussing that. Okay. We'll, we'll start there. That, that's a good idea. Okay. 10-4. Yeah, the value <laughs> for value system is a monetization model created so that any value you are getting from our content, whether if that's our podcast, our social media, you can donate in return to whatever value you feel you're getting. So if that... If our entertainment to you is worth a dollar, if it's worth $100,000, you can donate in whatever you feel because it's not up to us to tell you how much you value that. And so you can donate in the form as a, of your treasure, your time, and your talent. So time, talent, treasure. Um, and you can go to our direct.me link, and there you'll see the PayPal link donation. You'll see our email, by the way. I'll let you know, David, I did update our direct.me to include our email on there. Oh, cool. And Thank then, you. Yep, and then everywhere else that you can follow us on social media. And that is it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, so... Um, the Okay, so... I was trying to figure out the best way to combine these two things. So, uh, you may or may not know, depending on how much you're involved on the internet and also Twitter... Um, I just happened, honestly, I happened to get on Twitter that day and every post was going down like, um, oh, Glenn, Glenn Beck was taken off of Apple iTunes and I, you know, I, I was like going through a couple trying to figure out what was going on and then I was like, okay, two things. First of all, 
who is still using iTunes to listen to podcasts? <laughs> yes, and why are you listening to iTunes? It's such a tra- it's such a trash host for podcasts. It's been garbage for probably a good ten years, and the only reason it probably wasn't before is because there weren't a lot of other options ten years ago. There were some, but there weren't there weren't as many as there are now. Um, and. They were, you know, everyone was making this out, and, and, and to be honest, this is kind of, I don't, I'm hesitant to say this falls into the category of, like, political brain rot. I mean, yes, what iTunes is doing sucks, um, if it was malicious. Uh, I think they were kind of going with the angle that it wasn't, at least, you know, the people at iTunes were. Um, and I, I don't think either of us would necessarily believe them in that case. Regardless, yeah. uh, I'm sure Glenn Beck's views are not on the list of approved opinions of Apple. Yes, yeah, the index card of allowable allowable opinions. <laughs> yes, the index card of allowable no of the allowable opinion. Right, there's only and one s- opinion that's allowed. I guess so. <laughs> um, and so you know they were making all this noise or whatever, and. I get it because I think there are still I'd have to look at our numbers but iTunes typically is still the place where we're getting the most downloads um and a lot of people have got to finally get to the point where they ditch these old uh I um podcast services and start and looking, archaic. yeah, and start looking into new ones, and, the, and there's a million of them. Um, there really are. My favorite one is Podcast Guru. So, if yeah. you don't know where to start, Podcast Guru uh, is a great one. Yeah, Podcast Guru is great. I I've always I like the uh, the layout of it. Um, yep. Oops, I accidentally opened it. And I haven't used it in a while, so now I'm about to get reminded of like a hundred podcasts. Um. I started using um, one called Fountain Fountain uh, because I get uh, Satoshis for listening to podcasts. And you can actually take those and donate them directly to podcasts who also have like a wallet set up. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I haven't messed around with it a ton. Um, and I, I now Give feel... Give me one second, David. I'm going to answer someone in the troll room on TikTok they ask iTunes or do you mean Apple Podcasts and we're talking about Apple Podcasts I, I, listen just a, yeah same same difference I <laughs> they, they were just asking for yeah. clarification um I and ahead, I, honestly I completely forgot that they have like a, a separate app for their podcast I mean it's been dude, that I, long it's been a couple years now three years oh I, dude I've I do I don't think I've been using them for even longer than that um, but it wasn't until a lot of the stuff with the podcast index and podcasting 2.0 came around and you can, you can, go, you can Google podcasting 2.0 and you should be sent to pod, I think it's podcastindex.org. Yeah, you're right. It's um, podcastindex.org. And there's a list of podcast apps for Android, iOS, and web so you have a, a numerous amount of choices that you can use. And I wanted to make it clear, too, that this really doesn't have a lot 
to do with Glenn Beck as far as I'm concerned. And it sucks that I even need to say that because you know people are going to be like, well, you're just, you know, whatever dog whistle term, blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of over here just like, well, they're potentially going to deplatform you no matter where you stand if you cross a line. I don't, I don't think a lot of these places really care. Um, right. The point of Podcasting 2.0 is so that people have the ability to have a place where they can speak their minds, um, right or it's wrong. The last, podcasting is the last bastion, so to say, of true free speech, you know? Yeah, I, I I think it's that's the case, and it's it's crazy, man. That like, you know, uh, Adam Curry has been on Glenn Beck's podcast. Um, you know, he's been making the rounds. He's been on. I, I think he was on. He was on some lady on Fox News, and pretty much everywhere he goes, this is what he talks about. Meg Kelly. Uh, was it Megan Kelly? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's right. I was thinking of somebody else, but I'm not. Like, always right but i'm never wrong david <laughs> you should know this by now um and it's crazy man because i know he talks about this stuff when he goes on there and so i have to imagine it just kind of comes down to apathy for a lot of people where they're like well whatever i'll just keep using apple podcasts or you know oh i have spotify because that's where joe rogan is which there's nothing wrong with that Literally, the only podcast I listen to on Spotify is Joe Rogan when it's somebody I find interesting. Um, right. I don't use them as like a primary app anymore. I have like I have one that I think is really really good that I really believe in. Um, and again, these are there, and I guess this is the thing, man. Is like there are so many of them and more of them that keep coming out. These different apps that say one of them, you know goes down the route of like oh well we're we're taking so and so off now because of whatever reason they get pressure from you know somebody in the public about you know pick your your uh, pick your character among the colorful characters of of people who probably would have uh would be the first to get kicked off one of these uh mainstream platforms um right. so they could go down that route but the nice thing is is you can just hop to another one yeah, it is you know, nice. That, that's that's kind of the whole point. It's it's supposed to be essentially an open network of podcasting. And so that does wrap up into our value for value system because one of the reasons that we try, for the most part, to keep any monetary value off of YouTube, um, I guess YouTube in general, and then why we don't take uh, advertisements. Because um, to be honest, man, I think... If I was to just like poke around to specific advertisers, like I bet we could pick up Raid Shadow Legends at this point. Oh, we could probably. You know what I mean? We, I, we I might be wrong about out that. By uh, by one person, um, some dude with a bike wanted to do some advertising Are with us. Sure? I want, if I remember correctly, wasn't that we wasn't that spam? May have been. It seemed legit <laughs> too, though. But it wouldn't be difficult for us, especially don't with don't give any of those people TikTok, your personal YouTube. information, Joseph. Oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was just like, whatever, and deleted you just, it. You just like message me one day, and be like, it seemed legit. <laughs> like, no, oh, dude, trust me. <laughs> Somebody, there's only been one time where I almost got got, but if I if I somebody tried to fish me with the Department of Education regarding student loans, and it was um... a really really good fish, 
by the way. They put in their effort, but I just knew the government didn't have my uh, email. Well, they didn't have my email address at work, but we both know they have my email address, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> right. I feel you. But yeah. So, But as you were saying, like Ray Shadow Legends and other places, <laughs> we probably could get some advertisings, advertisements, but we don't like it when we see them. So we also know that you probably wouldn't like it if you know, we spent a good portion of our time advertising for Kamikoto knives. Yeah. Yeah. Or toasters or, or... freaking, uh, some, you want to be a Lord or lady of Scotland against <laughs> <laughs> some land to sell you. And, and don't get me wrong, man. I mean, there's lots of people who have done really well going that route. I just, yeah, get your back. It's just not yeah. like when we, when you get advertisers, that means by definition, there's things now that you can't say. Yes, exactly. And so it's just not something we prefer. They can still go the route of donating money to our podcast if they want. Um, but I mean, we're just not going to do. Yeah, and uh, if there's if there's advertising. if there's something that we like, we'll talk about it on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it, if, especially if it's something potentially relevant. Um. So yeah, that's that's most of it. Look, I. It's just, it's starting to get to the point where that, this sort of like, oh, I'll never use iTunes again. It's like, if you're saying that in 2023, you're really behind at this point. And it's not to be, it really isn't to be insulting. It it just, hopefully it's, it's finally no. a wake up call to people. It's just like, you are very behind the times, uh, if you're still using Apple iTunes. Yeah, because uh, with podcasting, podcast index, or excuse me, uh, you can find Apple the podcasts. different uh, podcast uh, apps out there. You know, there's you can add chapters, you can add artwork. I mean, you know, just like YouTube thumbnails, how, you, how YouTube has thumbnails, you can do the same thing with your podcast yeah. as for each individual episode, for chapters within each episode. I know like Whoopa Troopa, one of our trolls, has um and producers has um so, you know done artwork for us for a couple of our live streams and everything like that and so there's many different ways you can donate and that's that's what's so great about value for value is it's more than just simply you know donating money it is that because we do have to keep the lights on and we do want to make a living off of this we didn't start it to not make a living off of it um but it's more it's also more than just donations it's a whole different approach to content creation yeah. so you can you know donate by giving your time your talent so if you're good at you know doing thumbnails doing different types of art editing you know if you come across an interesting article i mean we you know our producers we post all not all the time but fairly often discord asking hey what do you what do you want us to review for next week stuff like that so there's a way you can have direct input and we're not having to we're not doing any type of monetization model that's based off of tiers. Like, hey, if you donate $1 a month or $100 a month, this is what you get. Exactly. And, you know, I was just thinking about this while you were saying that. We should start making it part of our advertising where it's like, don't don't be like uh, uh, Fed and what's-his-face. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, fraud and Fed. Fraud and Fed. Because uh, they're basically deplatformed at this point. Yeah. Like I think I don't know how bad it is for them, but they've lost 
my guess would be a majority of their revenue because they are no longer in the partner program on YouTube. Um, whether think you they're, think they're they deserve no it or not. In the partner program on YouTube because of abusing the copyright system. Um, no, no, no. It's 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 not. No, or if they're on the list of non-approved opinions too. The uh, index card of um, not allowable opinions. Yeah. Okay. So it's this is a tough one for me. Um, I I guess the I. So, oh god, this is like such a, a we don't tough have to topic. get into it. Yeah. It's just they said some things that they've done a lot of things that makes it very hard for me to feel bad for them. I guess would be the best way to put it. Freaking Hillary Clinton. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, that's that's really blue Hillary and blue Beetle. That's really what it came down to with Fresh and Fit. Is it's just like look, they're. A, I think their opinions are unbelievable trash. Um, I don't think that they are a net positive in any form. Um, but I do think that they have a right to be able to say whatever they, they want and act like complete buffoons on their live yep. streams. The problem with it being is that when you are on these um, these live streams, right... And say, for instance, like with YouTube, there is a certain like code of conduct. And if you cross that line and they decide to take that away from you, you know, it was there. Like you decided to take that risk, you know, they were the ones that that ultimately were like, you know, we're going to do certain things and, you know, act certain ways that do go against the policy of the platform that is a majority of our revenue. And I guess all that being to say is that, like, we just don't want a majority of our revenue coming from a place that could take it away from us in the blink of an eye. Mm. So, um, yeah. Right. And it, it yeah, and so it's like, it, what happens, it will happen just it, blink of an eye. Yeah. It, it's, if it had happened to someone who was like, like, say for instance, like Abba, Abba and Preach, like, no matter how you feel about them out there, um, if something similar was to happen to them, I'd be like, dang, that, like, that would be one of those things where I'm like, that... Do people feel bad about Abba and Preach? I mean, um, I, I'm sure they just, dis- I disagree with, with Abba about stuff. Not, it, it, their, their stuff... It's not in the same way that we do disagree with, like... Like Fresh and Fit? And yeah. yeah, 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 Um, but Abba's got some weird opinions on, um, like, copyright law. Like a lot of YouTubers have these kind of strange. There's there's a lot of that going on right now. Um, it seems to happen just about every year, where um, certain characters come out. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, the, there's like characters who come out of the the woodworks or whatever who are essentially like stealing other people's content um, yeah. for live streams and stuff like that, and they don't have like this. They're they're either being. Uh, like they're either ignorant or they're being malicious in their ignorance Mm. where they're like, they just are like, no, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with what I'm doing, but that's because that's their, like, that's their bag is that they sit in front of like their computer and they play, you know, say they, they were to like play one of our videos or like EFAP or something like that. And their idea of reacting to it is basically sitting there and then maybe every 10 minutes they go, Hmm, that's interesting. It's that it's that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. EFAP's no, done. What you're yeah, yeah. EFAP's done some uh, really in depth um, 
discussions about that. Um, and it's it's pretty gross, dude. It's like some of the the people who do that stuff, they're just they're kind of just bottom of the barrel type content. Uh, uh, just stealing your content, just yeah, and yeah. just being you know the technic, like quote unquote reviewing it, but it's like a, a few. Yeah, it's not really simple, there. Simple yeah, there's not a lot of pausing going on. There's not a lot of real reacting or talking about, you know, the the subject being discussed. Um, right. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so there's yeah, it, it's been it's pretty fascinating to me, and I, I like listening and and hearing about that kind of stuff because um, I think it's it's good for us to make sure that we're staying i guess you could say above reproach when it comes to the way that we handle stuff um it's kind of like uh i know you saw that that guy on uh on twitter that i was talking to um who oh, yeah. who literally he was he uh, you know we were he he was like upset because i i called his uh his his uh criticism of eric july lazy um and he's like they do the same thing and i was like well that if you don't like that they do that and you also do that, how does that make you any better than him? And, um, you just flip people's logic on themselves at work. Yeah. To, help, to try and help them get the C. The problem uh, is, the problem, not the point they think they are. Right. Well, the problem is, and I, I feel like I've found this out over time, is that they know it. They just don't care. They just, nope. their entire goal is just to complain. And it was just funny because the guy was like, and I said, I was like, hey, well, why don't you do like a detailed analysis of one of these guys' videos that you disagree with? And he's like, yeah, like you really watch a 25-minute video and break down what I'm talking about in it. And I went, oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you it's, yeah. Very oh. Then- now, to, to be fair, I don't think I've got anything on my Twitter like promoting our channel right now. Right. Um, so I'm rearranging all of my um, my social media stuff. But at the same time, it was just so funny because it's like, oh. And, and there wasn't even a like, well, would you do that to give me the, uh, you know. it's it, Isn't that funny how that's the way that like inter- internet discussions work is that people sort of just place these opinions upon you instead of like asking you what you think about a situation. Yeah. Um, I, I've just, I've always kind of... People don't understand that we enjoy long-depth analysis. I mean, yeah. heck, that's what we pretty much did with Halo, The Rings of Power, yeah. uh, House of the Dragon, and then that's what we're going to do with The Will of Time, um, with the exception of probably when we do if we're reviewing a movie and an episode just because we don't have as much time to commit as other people. So, yeah. And that's just, it's all kind of part of where we're at right now. It's, it, it is what it is. I, you know, it's like, I'd love to be able to have, uh, more people on and, uh, you know, talk to them about the different stuff. It's, it's, it's just, it's a lot of extra work and brain power that I cannot currently put forward. You know what I mean? To be able to mm-hmm. pick like a topic, right? So we could even take Blue it's Beetle. It's easier to go on other people's podcasts. Yes. Doing and, it ourselves. And that I don't mind. Um, right now, that's such a better environment for either of us to be able to to do that. And if I want to like sit and talk to someone about, 
I don't know. Really not Blue Beetle. I mean, there's not. Well, we're about to get into not that. But talk about with that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, for instance, uh, MG, uh, MGC liked Blue Beetle. Um. I think you and I fall probably somewhere on the. It really wasn't that great, and it would be an interesting discussion to have. One because I think for the most part, he's someone that we could talk to. And the discussion wouldn't break down into your typical internet argument. Yeah, nobody's going to take anything personal. Yeah. Um, so I can respect that. I, I'm not personally invested in Blue Beetle in the sense that, or really anything to, you know, entertainment wise, to where I'm going to feel attacked if someone doesn't like something. Like, okay. Yeah. That's fine. No big deal. Yeah. And it's, it's just questions. And, you know, it's like even when you and I have had different opinions or different whatever about something in particular about like a certain scene from a movie or whatever it's always like well uh, you know here was my perspective on it and sometimes it's like oh yeah okay I can definitely see that or it's still sort of like well okay (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) it really does I mean that's why pretty much everyone does it so the more you can get someone to feel either rage or intense love the better oh yeah numbers will be that's just just proven yeah but we we at least try and stay away from that and just be more reasonable in our breakdowns i just of like the yeah. Meg two with the trench and <laughs> blue beetle i mean watching those back to back i almost wanted to do what Tasea did to herself <laughs> uh, oh no in minecraft in minecraft youtube <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so minecraft. before we get into those um there were a couple things that I just wanted to to mention quickly. Um, there was a uh, an article that popped up on uh, I think uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, I hate saying X. I, did we talk about this on the show last week? I hate it. I do too. I don't like saying I, it. It doesn't roll off the tongue at all. It's just. It's the most frustrating thing to me for some reason. So I think I'm just going to go with X, formerly known as Twitter, um, at least for now. Um, anyway, there was an article. Which is absolutely ruined. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there was an article from The Hollywood Reporter that came out today. Uh, there wasn't much to it. It's It was a pretty – I'm not even going to pull it up for the thing because it's not – there's not much to it. Uh, it's right. basically that uh, Michael J. Fox – um, Orlando Bloom, Patrick Dempsey, Levi Schreiber, and Matt Damon, um, and some others are uh, going to the 2023 Clinton, uh, Clinton Global Initiative meeting. Um, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And the only thing the Hollywood Reporter really says about this specific uh, event is that it's put on by the Clintons, so Bill, Hillary, and Chelsea. Um were you gonna say something? Ew. Ew. <laughs> um, it's uh, the Clintons put in a letter uh, to the community amid difficulties to create a stronger future for everyone. So it's like this. It's basically like a Clinton leadership conference, and it's kind of your typical thing. I mean, you can you know if you if you go go to their website, like if you and if. You just go- how to keep everyone alive by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Was it uh, 
what was that famous line that she had where it was like we we came we bombed they died or something like that yeah, something like that <laughs> oh lord um uh, uh see that her this initiative cgi works with partners to develop new measurable solutions in the form of commitments to action that was the hollywood reporters reporting on this it's it's dude it's it's like three paragraphs this entire report there's nothing here except some celebrities are going to hang out with the clintons and i i wrote in my notes for this pay attention to everything and pay attention to the names of the people that are surrounding themselves with people that are essentially the clintons um they're the front of their oh shoot i just closed that out sorry um i'll pull it back up michael j fox matt damon ashley judd orlando bloom patrick dempsey levi schreiber um there were a few other names that were mentioned but i don't know who they were oh and uh daniel kwan the director of everything everywhere all at once i think this is probably his initiative into the cult that would be my assumption uh, based, yep. you know, because he's he's pretty. I think he's pretty new to to Hollywood for the most part. So, um, yeah, poor guy. They got him. <laughs> um, but yeah, the he had a good run. Yeah, the the front of their thing is like creating commu- uh, a community of doers who are taking action on the world's most pressing challenges together. But it's essentially this thing where it's like, hey, you're a celebrity. Here are your talking points. Like I, that's kind of yeah. the vibe that I get from some of the stuff on their website. Um, that's pretty much how it goes. They get mm-hmm. their uh, talking points from their publicists, and uh, the publicist gets it from their Democratic aide. Yeah, Democratic uh, aid. it says CGI convenes, connects, and catalyzes leaders in government, business, philanthropy, grassroots organizations, media, and academia to commit to take action. It's very vague, and it's vague on purpose. Um, so y'all can go check that out if you want to. I just I thought it was really interesting, and we don't get to talk about... Uh, stuff like that very often anymore but because it's like entertainment related i was like oh i'm sneaking it in <laughs> um I feel you on that, so i have one more thing for you before we get to these reviews okay and i just want i want i legitimately wanted your thoughts on this because i i thought this was kind of an interesting subject um they're uh, mostly just on some stuff i i saw on uh, anime tiktok um okay. there's a a anime out right now um and let me pull up the name of it because I'm always terrible with these things. <sighs> Let's see if it actually. By the shows way, it up. looks like we'll be reviewing Ashoka. Oh yeah, it's tomorrow. Week. They moved up On the. Monday. Yeah, they moved up the the date for it. Yeah. We're so excited. Okay, it's called. Mishuku Tensai Jobless Reincarnation. And I'm not going to explain this to you because it would take way too long. Um, Because there's already like, I think, 40 episodes out. Um, And the the show has some... 
it's 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 a tough one to really like talk about in detail but there's some stuff that i would say falls into the category of like questionable like questionable anime stuff mm. um but that's not even what we're talking about today um okay i only bring that up because it helps give uh, a little bit of extra flavor to this part of the the topic so in the show um a character is basically transported into a new world. And he it's it's kind of like a medieval dark fantasy. Um, and there is slavery in the show. And there are people, uh, one person in particular, to be honest, I don't know the dude's name. Um, he pops up on my timeline occasionally, and I'm just like, eh, whatever. He's, he's had some pretty bad takes, so I, I typically I'm like, I don't know why you guys keep showing me this. Um, I, I hate it. I hate the way that their algorithm works sometimes where it's like, I've told you 30 times I don't want to see this 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 person. Why does why do they keep showing up? Um, but he he had this this whole thing about why the main character, Rudy, doesn't like immediately go on this like campaign to free all the slaves in the show. And I was curious kind of uh, uh, uh of your like how you feel about not really that but I, I wrote down in my notes um slavery in world building and just the concept of having that not necessarily as the forefront of your your story right but as something that is part of the world building of what you've created yeah. does that make does that make sense yep. what no, i'm trying to get sense. at okay so what's your question? Um, is it appropriate to put that in there without the story being about the main character stopping it? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it be? Depending on the story that you're telling. I mean, it could be for from slavery from any group of people from any time period because virtually Europeans, Africans, Hispanic people – uh asian people i mean uh, one time or another uh, each pretty much every ethnicity has been a slave to someone in history in history's past right so there's many different routes you can go down uh, in portraying that and it doesn't have to be with the focal front point of ending that just depends yeah. on what the story's about you know yeah so i don't see that being a big issue it's not something that's inherently wrong because yeah, I mean, I don't see why it would be, depending yeah. on the story. So this that's kind of the thing, right, is that most people, when they when this specific like uh, creator was talking about how, you know, that you should, essentially he was saying you should stop watching the show because the show doesn't directly, like, stop everything that's doing and look at the screen and go, hey, you, watching this anime right now, slavery is bad. Yeah, I know. Like anybody with common sense, anybody who's decent should be able to know that. And it doesn't like, and and a show can showcase that. A story can showcase that in a subtle way without outright saying it, because you can see what the people are going through. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, and it's it, you can it's clear that it's not good. And the re one of the th- whoa one of the things that I um. Uh, like my biggest arguments for this is like it it really is in the context of where this character is in the show um what their goals are 
and the fact that you you want to like derail an entire show to become something potentially that it's not and also like you know the slave trade wasn't like abandoned overnight and, and it's yeah, not like there was yeah and it's not yeah exactly it's and that's kind of i wonder about that too and it it would just be a question i would have for these guys it's like you do realize that slavery is still a thing you yeah, know like in like the real world get in the way they can't talk about something again yeah uh, we're not talking about a show that's promoting like hey by the way slavery good yeah yeah oh you should definitely enslave that. people that you don't like or you should do it yeah. to you know yeah this ethnicity or to this religion or to 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 these people that like this sports team or whatever right like yeah that's different but just having it in, in the show itself um, without outright saying, hey, we should end this practice. If that's not what the story is about, then, you know, yeah. you know, why do that? Just to have another show tell you something that you already know? Yeah, and it's, it's I just don't know if it's all that, if it's all that interesting all the time. It's like, because it, it, to be honest, I think a lot of people would just ultimately be like, oh, we're doing this again, you know? Um, and to be fair, I, I don't know where the anime's headed, so it might might be something I bring up in a in a couple of weeks where I'm like, hey, remember that whole thing? It's like, turns out they actually like did a thing where he like freed a bunch of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it, it there is the potential uh, for that to be the case, but I, I thought it was odd because it's kind of the difference where you and I would approach a show where if someone's like, well. You know, I don't really like the show anymore because they they show slavery in like a positive light. Like, I don't think that was his argument, but let's just say that's the argument for the sake of you and I talking right now. Right. Um, and it'd be like, oh, well, that's interesting. Well, why did you say that? It's like, well, because no one actually said anything about the slaves. Like, he bought a slave and and left. And it's like, so you think that simply because of that, that's the position of the show or the character? Because we, you and I would have to dig into the intentions behind what was going on. Yeah, the, the person's motives. Yeah. And then what's being shown in the characters and in that moment. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things you can infer based off of the body language you see from the from the characters um, and, and, and who they are as people within the story. Mm-hmm. And, and then as the story progresses as well, there's many more things you can infer. Right. And I would tell you that the show clearly sees sees it as a bad thing and that the only reason these days that people bring stuff like that up is to cause drama so that they get yeah uh, attention on their page and people stitch them and help build their brand i don't like yeah. to be honest i couldn't even tell you if it was and this is why with people like that a lot of the time i just move on because to be honest i can't tell if they're serious about their opinions or not or if they're just doing it for the engagement yeah it's hard to judge people's intent and motive behind it because sometimes it does come across for me it when i see it it, i'm questioning are you being genuine right now because it just doesn't (laughs) seem but i mean a lot of people are just have that political brain rot to where yeah it's the only thing they see everywhere (laughs) Matthew Newman said slavery clickbait. <laughs> Pretty much, I mean, it, it really is. What was it that I remember listening to someone talk about how on Facebook, YouTube, if you included 
and I think some other social media platforms, if you included, you know, white, black, um, and certain different keywords during like 2020 and 2021 and so forth, um, your, your post would have be amplified more or your video oh, would be uh, amplified. Yeah. More. I wouldn't be surprised. It's definitely uh, when, when it comes to the algorithm, especially when people get involved, it's, you know, a very emotionally sensitive subject. And so you're going to have strong viewpoints, intense viewpoints, not strong in logic. That definitely could be there, but intense viewpoints yeah. on different, on different sides of that. And I think most people at the end of the day, when it comes to the topic, uh, would agree on probably 95% of everything, if not even more than that, and just disagree on a little bit of stuff. Yeah, I would be curious. And, you know, it goes back to that thing where it's really hard. I, I, I We've talked about in the past, like there's people that I would be potentially willing to talk to at some point about their opinions on, on some of these topics if I thought that the conversation was actually going to be worthwhile. Fru- like worthwhile, fruitful, interesting, um, but I worry that it would break down into your kind of like typical thing where I'm asking a question and they're dodging it or, you know, um, yeah. and it, it, it's just like, doesn't go anywhere. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It just seems kind, kind of, of like, like a waste how, of time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of waste of time, that's exactly what these <laughs> next two movies are. <laughs> well, I think we're going to disagree a little bit on one of them. Probably not. And we might disagree. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm, I'm just like, Spoiler what are you, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert for either movie. That's fine. I don't think either of them are particularly good at at all. Um I think one of them was significantly more entertaining. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. And so I want to get into uh, the blue poo <laughs> as in the blue beetle or do you want to get into the, the mag? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't... We can talk about Blue Beetle. Here's my summary. Um, this is just a poorly written Iron Man. Yep, with a bit of, uh, um, Venom in there in the sense of, like, yeah, good guy Venom. Yeah, sure, yeah, it's like... It's just a random it, AI that he happens to come across and then it gets him powers. But it's like... Well, he doesn't really have powers. It's just the AI doing everything. Yeah, it's almost beat for beat Iron Man. Yeah, I have a rule against murdering, but I'm not going to... Or so, killing, right? Uh, killing. Well, says, yeah, he, he says, oh, I don't, don't want to... He's like, yeah, I don't want to kill. He's like, I don't want to kill or something like that. And But... I'm going to allow those I love and care for to get killed. And <laughs> I'm not going to. Defend. Yeah, it's I, okay. So I think ultimately uh, there, so there's a lot of problems that I have with the movie about what it's trying to say. Surprise. Um, you know how this has been just a constant thing in, in Hollywood over the last few years where like the director, producer, actor will come out and be like, this is what this movie is about. And then it comes out and you're like, kinda, but like it never quite reaches that level of, wow. Yeah. That's really what this was about. Like that was blue beetle for me. Like the, the topics were kind of there. I think this had, again, it's, it's a lot of, for me, it's like a a stale, bland movie. 
So it's not just yeah, a it's just not effective enough to say it's a bland movie. The stale part needs to be added in there because it is old, right? Hey, I, it's no good. It's okay. Like I enjoyed when it come to the Blue Beetle. The positive aspect I liked about it is the intact family unit, just a nuclear family. Um, that's not really something that, if I remember correctly, that I think we see nowadays. And then when it comes to Latino movies. Uh, at least all the ones that I see, one of the things I enjoy about them is that there tends to be a strong family focus in them. And yeah. so I will commend the movie for having that. I think yeah. that's a really good message, especially this day and age. I mean, it's always going to be a good message, but especially this day and age, I feel like it's, I think that it's strong ties. A, yeah. It has mm-hmm. a strong ties and it's relevant. I, you and know, I don't, I don't think like anyone's acting was bad. And I thought the lead actor did a good job. I thought George, George Lopez did a good job. Um, you is, know, it, every, is it Susan Sarandon? Is that who played the? Yeah, I mean, like, dude, the she, big I thought villain. she was. I thought she was, was not great. Dude, um, it was so funny. It's like they chose what was it in the movie? Like the the did the male CEO step down or something, or they forced him out? Oh yeah, okay. So well, and then she takes over, but then it's like she's no, no, terrible, and the male CEO mm, was great, and they should have just left him. So this was this was a line I had to go back and um make sure that I heard correctly. It's it was a really weird one. So there, at one point in the movie, uh, uh, Jaime and the the love interest Jenny uh, are in from the block. Yeah, um, they were in the the big bad military industrial complex like building or whatever, and sh- she tells him, "Yeah, my father ran it, uh, or was it her her grandfather ran it." And her aunt, who is Susan Sarandon, thought that she was going to take over the business, and then her grandfather gave it to her father, and Jaime looks at her and goes, that seems pretty sexist, and I was like, what? How? He just, like, assumed, and this is, like, and again, this is, like, such a small thing, to, and to be honest, it's, it, it was one of those moments that sort of felt like that, what was the one from Batman, that line that Catwoman the oh, white privilege yeah. was that what it was white privilege yeah. one that was just out of nowhere uh, yeah that's kind of how it felt because you just go no no you can't just assume that like what's wrong with you <laughs> and clearly and what's so funny about him saying something like that is that the father was trying to take them away from making like murderous weapons and susan sarandon's character was trying to make that the main focus you know what's funny Kind of like Iron Man. Exactly. I, dude, I'm telling you, you could put the... I, I think that, and maybe one day, somewhere down the line, if there's ever a need for it, we could sit these two movies like down together and go like beat by beat, and you would see the connections. Because there's so... Oh, like, hey, it's a mega suit that's essentially AI that he talks to. Yeah, oh, and... like it, how Tony Stark, Tony Stark uh-huh. eventually gets to. He gets his first um, flight, he flies super high into the atmosphere, he falls, he's making all of these mistakes, which doesn't really make sense because this suit is sentient, and I'm like, why... Okay, this thing's attached to you. Why would it purposely put you in really, really dangerous situations if it is, like, on you? And doing all these things that's like, he's not in control. And so it means that this suit is purposely like hitting people's mirrors. And it's it's a very weird um, weird way to set that up. The, I, the, the suit is very inconsistent to me. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of lame, too. Like, it can do anything and they just ain't go for 
a machine gun and yeah. a sword. That's it. Yeah, they like fight. He, it's like, oh, I can make any weapon you can imagine. Here's a giant sword, and you're like, here's my imagination. You don't want to like stay further away from this guy. Like, I don't know if he. Oh, I guess he does conjure a shield, sort of. Um, I don't know. It the the movie is very. It I it just fr- well here's the thing it's like it just frustrates me the way that there's a lack of care in developing the suit and the identity kind of of the suit because it is a character mm-hmm. uh, and and how that connection with Jaime works and then also like the connection with his family and what he's willing to do for them kind of like what you were saying um, because he's like well I don't want to kill people but then like his inability to act is the reason that like his father dies and why his like house gets burned to the ground by these people that have no issue murdering him and i'm yeah, like exactly and it's like it's it's not that you're doing what's the message in that because even right. at the end it's okay well as long as i don't do the killing i can let this guy kill the bad guy and it's like but you're still complicit in that you're allowing it to happen, so it still goes back on your original principle, and it's one of those things like defending those you love, even if it results in the death of the person who's being the aggressor. You're not doing a bad thing; you're doing an honorable thing, a good thing. Like that's a good message to bring home. Like, hey, and we need to get back to this protection, this idea of protecting uh, victims. Yeah, and I I think that there... in a real sense, not in a lame sense. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of potential in this movie to make interesting choices mm-hmm. and you know i, I i'm a good movie within this. yeah i'm with you one way or another i'm really tired i you know okay so there a couple things um i've i've been on this uh, and you know this already because i've talked about it on the show but I've, I've been on this mark millar kick recently um yep. you know and i watched kingsman and kick-ass this weekend and Honestly, it was just so refreshing to see, like, heroes making logical choices. Um, in those, in like the situations that they're in, like it's such yeah, simple because it's not a but it's not a Batman situation. Like Batman's whole deal yeah. with never killing the Joker, right? Was that it, because he was he straddled that edge of almost going into. Those are the dark side. Yeah, it it would push him over that ledge. It was right. a personal thing. Right. Those are uh-huh. his specific standards, and you know, uh, for instance, right. So there's a scene, and you know, Kingsman came out in 2015. So the spoil spoilers, I guess. But there's a scene towards the end of the movie where like Eggsy is like trapped in this situation, and all these people are trying to kill him. Could you imagine if he was like sitting in that situation and goes, "I don't want to kill anyone." <laughs> Just, you just it, it, we completely deflate the movie, and then I they would just want to let my family get killed. Yeah, or oh, all these people that I I allegedly care about are now going to die. But like, dude, you know, and it and it leads That's me in. Weird. Yeah, it leads me into one of the other things about Blue Beetle that when you contrast it with other types of, we'll just say comic book movies, but movies in general that are in like the action genre, like the action in this isn't that good. No, it's not. it's just more, dude. Very it's like. Subpar. It's more of the the same stuff we've seen forever with these kinds of movies where it's but better. Uh 
Yeah, where you have like main character in his suit, bad guy in very similar but different color suit, big fight at the end, and it's like Iron Man two. Oh my gosh, it's Iron Man, um, kind of Iron Man two, kind of Iron Man three, um, Black Panther. Uh, I'm sure I'm I'm missing some other ones, but there there's a there's so much it look, of that. It, it's like they took the best hits of what made Marvel good but did them worse. And honestly, man, it's what makes it feel lazy to me. Like the script feels yeah. lazy to me because it's it's just a bunch of ideas that have already been used before that they took and just kind of molded it into to something for themselves. And everyone's like praising this thing, like oh it's so. And I'm just kind of like I'm sorry, y'all. I I don't see it. I'm like yeah. I, it, it's. I don't, and here's the thing: is like I don't really hate this movie. No, I, I just kind of I'm like it, it falls directly into that category with the most recent Shazam and Black Adam, where it's like it it exists and it's definitely not anywhere near the worst thing I've seen this year. But like, I, there's not anything. I, I'll I will agree with you, except for maybe the family aspect. At least the attempt at that. Um, there's not really much to praise about this movie either. It it really no, does not. just kind of exist, and it, and it doesn't exist. Remember, I... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say it just doesn't exist. It, it kind of exists poorly. Like it's not, it's not doing anything to elevate itself into like a Guardians one or Civil War or Infinity War or you know you uh, I Iron Man one like these these kind of like pinnacle over the last like fifteen years. I would even throw like something like Kingsman in there and um. Uh, That's not up there with the Batman uh, series. Well, yeah, with the like trilogy. the Dark, especially yeah, the Dark Knight definitely has like its own. Yeah, that that almost it, that almost is like unfair to put into these the same category. You know what I mean? But there's yeah, it just it's not. It, the it, critics it, are giving this a seventy seven percent on. Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and the audience is giving it a ninety two percent. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is this is kind of one of those things where it, it it feels like another the best thing since the last best thing. And I don't know if DC is just think it's like because it's kind of been promoted as the um, first Latino superhero movie. Do you think that has a play in there? I I guess I'm surprised that still works on people. You know, there's a three million worldwide. Yeah, but twenty five million domestic. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't think it's going to be doing very well. I think it's going to have a real. I, we can look at it next week. I think. I think the drop off's going to be pretty big. In defense, in defense of this though, the box office. I hardly saw any advertising for this movie. Oh, you're. You must not be paying attention then, because it was everywhere. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. it was every. Yeah, it was everywhere. I don't know if it, they're just not promoting it toward, like you know how the algorithms can be or whatever. But yeah. whenever I would go to the movies, dude. The Midwest isn't exactly their tar- target. Probably audience. not. Probably not. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I just it it you know this talking with you about it has brought out some of the stuff in particular that I didn't really like. I thought it was ridiculous that his family thought that they could that this plot where you know he gets captured at the end and they're going in to save him and it's like three elderly people and two teenage girls. Well, I technically I think um Jenny is in her 20s because I think Jaime is too but because they're like college graduates or like they're in that age range but like are you being ages and yes oh absolutely (laughs) women can't be as strong as men David 
It's, dude, it saying? was just old a, people can't be as strong as no, young people. No, it's ridiculous. That's what David. Yeah, the, it's it's ridiculous I'm, I'm that the the, <laughs> it's ridiculous that this family of five, that's mostly old people, was like, we're gonna go save our our family member from what is essentially a military industrial complex. Like, there's no way. Like, it's it's very even in a comic book setting. It's very unbelievable that that would have worked out the way that it did. Yeah. Do you think that since you have Hillary Clinton pulled up here on the uh, thumbnail, do you think that they modeled the villain after her? Oh, dude, I think a hundred percent they did. <laughs> what I I there is only, if if someone came up to me and told me that, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense because that's what I that was what it's like similar hairstyle, similar um like mannerisms. Um, which was very interesting if that's the case, because clearly somebody's got, you know, some beef with her for one reason or another. Um, I, uh, I just thought, I thought this movie was kind of funny how it combined the Iron Man, Iron Man elements to it, like pretty much beat for beat. Yeah. And then also threw in some venom in there with the scarab that's like in space and then it chooses a symbiotic host and... You know, um, uh, Zolo. Is that how you pronounce his name, Zolo? I think so. With the X there, his acting was actually he's he's all right. Um, yeah, he's in he's been in Cobra Kai, and I've liked him in Cobra Kai. Um, I I don't think he had a whole lot to work with. He's very much the same character that he is in Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, it, it, the script was terrible for the cast that they had. It just. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. cast was there. I enjoy the the, the cast for the movie, but uh, there's just geez, a, yeah. And like this, I, I, the I, writing, everything mm-hmm. Hollywood's putting out, like script wise, is just well, trash. And I think the direction is is not great either. Um, I don't. I did not get the feeling that the characters were acting in a way that was appropriate for the things that were happening around them a lot of the time. I don't know if you noticed this. It, it was really evident to me in the scene where he like turns into the Blue Beetle for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like horrific what's happening to this kid. And his family is in this almost like... It, it, he he has He's having this horrifying thing happening to him, but the tone of what his family doing, to me, was comedic. Where they're running around like, and he's literally got like tar melting onto his face. It's like getting in his mouth, and he's on the roof. It's it's very horrific, like what's happening to him. And and their response was more of like a goofy, like comedic moment. And I just I was like, eh, I was like, this isn't really totally working for me. Um, but there's a lot of ideas in it that I think, with a, I think you're right, with a better script something that was a little more focused um you know maybe yeah. actually had something to say about like the military industrial complex which was like a big part of this movie is that there's mm-hmm. this big entity that is hurting the people um in their city they they don't like them and this essentially this reluctant hero steps up to do something about it you know yeah. um i i think there was a way to make that work and i i don't I don't think they handled and, it very well. And there's even an aspect you could take from this of okay, he doesn't want to kill anyone. It ends up getting his, you know, family killed. Those who he cares about killed, like his dad. And he learns from that. Okay, in order to prevent evil people from doing terrible things, 
uh, I need to be able to properly defend those I love and care about. And it may cost, you know, the person who's doing a crime, right? It may cost them their lives. If I'm in self-defense, like a message of, hey, self-defense is good. Even if it results in the fact of the person um, committing the crime dying, you know, there's something they could have gone from that aspect. They could have been more creative script wise with the suit and different weapons it created. Um, what do you think of the CGI? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm almost, dude, I'm, 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 I'm almost at the point where I don't remember what good CGI looks like. Looks like. <laughs> Like I, <laughs> uh, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's always one of those things that you know they're they're so reluctant to use practical anymore, and everything's so CGI. And I think that's where the problem is: is that the best CGI is typically the stuff that you don't notice is there, right? Um, and it's a problem now. Um. And I don't know if we're going to see a lot of really good CGI anytime soon because the uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are um, in in like the Hollywood sphere who are either trying to unionize and you still have the SAG after strikes going on. Um, I'm not sure things are going to get better anytime soon in those departments. Yeah, it doesn't so, seem that way, does it? Mm-mm. Um. I'm sure there's some stuff in earlier Marvel that, you know, I think most of the stuff in, um, like, Infinity War is probably pretty good. I always thought Thanos was pretty good. Like, he's believable. Like, you know that he's CG, but at the same time, it works. Uh, the same way that I think, like, Groot and Rocket Raccoon have always worked really well. So, I guess there are still some modern examples uh, out there. Um, very, very but, It seems that very few shows and movies use kind of the practical effects and then surrounding that you have the cgi much like you know building a production set and then just using cgi sparingly much like peter jackson did in the lord of the rings yeah and then that i also watched by the way highly recommended on hbo max watching the behind the scenes um of the house of the dragon the production hmm. of okay. it all They're, they actually have a series for all eight episodes i saw or that. whatever yeah and I watched the first episode. And it was really good. I'm like, that gum. No wonder why this looked, for the most part, really good. Yeah, yeah. That one was always pretty good. Um, I, I feel like we didn't have a whole lot of bad things to say about the CG in that. No, there was a couple times where it was off. But Little, nothing. yeah. It, again, it goes back to if the story's good, people can, will be fine with the CG. Yeah, bro, we're not going to get that show for a long time now. Nah, um... It got st- none of the actors. Are, did it get? I no. Well, I'm. I think that the the right the writers. I don't think. I, I don't think that they were. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's stuck in purgatory. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, with okay, all this stuff the going on, actors weren't part of the SAG AFRA. Is it because they're British? They're, yep. Really? Yep. None of them. None of them. Huh. The writers have to. Well, I I don't know. Maybe not. Then hmm, we'll have to. We might have to talk about that. We'll have to. You know, maybe keep that in the the docket for next week. Um, do you have anything else to say about Blue Beetle? I don't. I feel like that's yeah. it. it. I don't have anything else to say about the Blue Poo. I can't really recommend it at all. 
it, you know, it's probably better I than like Quantum Mania. It's definitely better. Yeah, it's definitely it's better probably better than just about everything that came out in Phase Four. For Marvel, yeah, probably but that's not Spider Man. Yeah, it's kind of. I would say it's probably like Thor Dark World bad. Yeah, is that know, fair? That's actually, what I was going to say was Thor Dark World. I think bad. It's Thor like looks right better. There. I could definitely, but like with Thor Dark World, mm. there's things I enjoyed about it. Just like there's things with sure. this movie I enjoyed, specifically the family aspect. But as far as movie wise, it's a bad movie. Yeah, you, know, you can still enjoy it. Nothing wrong with that. I know people who enjoy Thor Dark World, but yeah, Dark World. It's the same funny thing with like this movie. It's it's not script wise. It's not a good movie. But I think there are different. There's messaging I can get behind, but there's nothing from this movie that made me want to go back and watch it again, or that made me excited for the second. Oh movie. no, it's no, well, like you they, will never get a second one. I don't think. Isn't isn't <laughs> the, didn't they set this up to kind of start James Gunn DCEU right? Uh, I don't know. There's so much wild information about that right now. I just wouldn't trust any of it. I would not. Yeah. I would not take it as gospel. Anything that is surrounding the DCEU right now, um, I until it like you know that like super that new Superman movie actually you're sitting down and you're watching it. I I just wouldn't I wouldn't trust any of it because they can't seem to make up their mind about what they're doing and that is concerning. Um, and we still like people keep saying they think this this strike is going to end pretty soon. You know, um, yeah. I think I'm playing the uh, I, I'm bullish on it lasting a while. Um, uh, I, I couldn't give you a number, but I almost want to be like, it's pro like, you might see this thing go on for quite some time. Like, I, I think a lot of the people who are over the SAG after stuff, um, that are like pulling the strings with this, I, I think that like, they really don't care that much about the, we, we could say the quote unquote little people that are in that, those unions. Yeah. Like the people who are going to like lose everything so. over this yeah. potentially. So, yeah. you know, I've maybe they'll prove me wrong, but that Hollywood is trying to, when it comes to the strikes and by Hollywood, I mean the studio execs are yeah. trying to weed out, uh, the bad people from, that's what Chris Gore said. Um, and I've heard a couple other people say that. I can't remember who, maybe I don't know how true that is, but you know. maybe there's some people that are attempting to do that. Um, all right. Well, tell me. Well, you know what? You, I think you started the last one. Let me start this one. Um, okay. So, on a kind of a whim, friend of the show, Justin, uh, wanted to go see Meg. Uh, we had seen the first one in theaters in, like, 2018. And I, it's not good. Like, the first Meg is definitively, like, a bad movie. Um, and this one it's also... Worse. Honestly, I disagree. Oh, no way, dude. Yeah, I I think it's I I think that the entertainment factor in this movie elevates it quite a bit above the first one. Cuz the first I watched the first one and it, then I went right into the second one. Yeah, so did I. Oh, you did? Yeah, I mean it was a day apart, but still. Yeah. And I Go like ahead. I found the first movie to be unbearably boring. Mm. Like it's so by the numbers and yeah it's like both both of these movies struggle with plot logic characters making illogical decisions um but 
whereas the first Meg for me is very consistently like bland, boring shark movie where it's like people falling overboard. Oh, they made it back up. Oh, they didn't learn from that. There they are. They've fallen back into the water. Oh, now someone finally got eaten and you know, it's the last like ha- like half hour of the movie before anything really starts like ramping up in that direction. Whereas like this this new one it's got stupid stuff in it. Like just stuff that you're like, "Why is this even in here?" Like the opening of the movie, right? Where there's a um it, it's like a million years in the past or whatever and there's a T-Rex hunting yeah. ran- those random lizards that'll be relevant later in the story and then somehow the Meg jumps up onto shallow water and kills the T-Rex and may or may not have pulled it back down into the water honestly I can't quite remember um, either way I was just like what? Like, and and at the same time I went oh man yeah, what are we too. I was like man what are we in for with this and definitively the first 45 minutes or so is kind of the same as the first movie. Um, yeah, it, it's, it is. It's not... The, the biggest problem with this is that that exists and that they didn't just try to ramp it into the rest of the movie faster because while it's still dumb, it was one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had at the movie theater in a while. Like mm. it, the absurdness. Did you drink of, before you watched? No, it? not at all. <laughs> like the the absurdness of everything. Like it it almost understands what it is. Where the first one feels like it's a B movie that's trying way too hard to take itself seriously. The second movie feels like at some point they hired or they fired the original writer and got someone in that was like, this is just schlock. It's like, okay, well, we're, yeah. we're writing schlock then. And, you know, like, and it's spoilers for this, but, like, Jason Statham, like, impaling a Meg with the the uh, the blade of the helicopter and, like, them on the helicopters and, like, the giant squid. And, like, dude, yeah, it's, it's, it's not good in the traditional sense, but it's unbelievably entertaining. Like, it is one of those movies that if, if we're stacking up like this in Blue Beetle, I'm not telling anyone to go see either of these in the theater, but like if it's out on streaming and someone's like, well, hey, the Meg 2's out on streaming, be like, honestly, it's like if you get together with a couple people and you understand like what this is, like it's it's not, this is junk food, like very much at its core. There's something there. But other than that, yeah, like if we're coming from like, yeah, most of the stuff doesn't make sense in it. They they make a yeah, lot they of threw the science out of the window. Yeah, they make movie. a lot Whereas of the, the first movie. It tried to be more grounded, like you were saying. It tried to be a much more grounded shark movie. Boring in a lot of ways. Yeah, but <laughs> this one threw that completely and, out of the water. And it's as far as I'm concerned, it's better for it. And if yep. they if they had started, I felt even... like they needed to lean into it more. Exactly. The problem was is that I felt bored because again I'm coming from watching the first <laughs> one directly into this, and it's like there's not as many people getting eaten by sharks as I want. There's not as many new and interesting ways of them dying. Some of it, and yeah, some in of this movie, you know what I mean. It, yeah, it focused yeah. too much on the humans. It's like you know specifically when the sharks are in the background eating all those people, and it's like oh we're seeing Jason. Oh, get shot dude, again. that part was so like, how many funny, times? though. 
when how he, many times have we seen that like him get shot when when at, the fake you know I mean? the fake shark is just swallowing you're inside the mouth of the fake shark and it's just swallowing all the people dude i That's was i was cracking up so much and it's like so yeah well so the I, i'm with you again like up until the point when they finally get down into the the base like that's when the movie for me really starts to turn a little bit because it everyone all of a sudden becomes these very like it, you have all of your stereotypical villains like there's nothing about them that is um all that intelligent like they're they're just kind of like doing things like the the um I don't even know what the guy's name was but he's he's basically um Oh, I was call. I told Justin I called him uh, Discount Danny Trejo. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? The guy who yeah, played like Machete and yeah. So he, he kind of looks like that dude. Well, he's you know he's I guess kind of the villain, but he makes like the stu like his his gigantic stupid decision nearly kills him and all of the cast. They somehow miraculously survive. So you're like, all right, this is what we're doing, and they're like, oh, we have to walk you know, all of these meters to get to the, the base. And you're like, okay, well, I see where this is going. And then, of course, the first guy, like the 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 guy who was like the Comic-Con nerd, yeah. he's five feet behind everyone else, right? And he's taken up the rear. Everyone's supposed to be on their guard. Um, No one notices that he gets taken away by the octopus. <laughs> They're like, where'd he go? And it's like, dude, he's literally right behind you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and then... Um, oh, one of the this actually it's it's a little unfair because it didn't really have anything to do with what the movie was doing. There was this this kid in the audience who had to have been like eleven or twelve. So right when that girl has her helmet imploded when they make it inside of the the base, yeah, this kid in the audience as loud as he could goes, "Is she alive?" <laughs> <laughs> And dude, I I was just like, it was killing me. And so like, I that's why yeah, this, I say this movie is definitely an equal opportunity killer more so than the first one is. And and it's very refreshing in a lot of ways to see that. Um, I I think that there is again. I'm I'm only like I I think I'm I'm so on the side of this movie or at least the last two-thirds of it, because it finally figures out what it is. And it's just, it's digging into that and being kind of true to what it is as a movie, whereas, like, that's not what we get with something... Like, Blue Beetle is stuck up its own butt, and a lot of that has to do with uh, the director and the quote-unquote messaging that they were attempting to put into it. Which is a lot of the problem. It's the same problem that we had with stuff like Eternals, um, and Shang Chi, and uh, Captain Marvel. It, like all of this stuff. That's like it's trying too hard to be like activism or whatever. And all Meg Two is is a really dumb shark movie. But Dude, it's it's made it's very eighteen million dollars exactly yeah. It's very entertaining. Like, yeah, that first part's not that, not that great. Like, you know, there's no kind of really getting around that. But I, I almost would be like, like at least watch the second half of the movie because it's it's a lot of fun. 
And there's just all of this insane, stupid stuff that's happening for the next, like, hour. And that's the thing. If you know what you're getting, like, when you're walking into this, you're not expecting this to be a, a masterpiece of well, a, yeah, a, of no a way. written script. It's like, Dude. <laughs> I, I just felt like I wasn't expecting that, right? I wasn't expecting to see a good movie, right? I was just expecting, okay, I saw the first one. I really hope they lean into the, the humor of it, the absurdity, the stupidity. And it just, I, I left disappointed that it didn't do that enough for me. Like, I, I thought it would have been, like, the first one, for example. <laughs> I don't think the first one should have been as grounded. I thought it would have been funny in the first movie. I don't know. You remember the, the white guy? Um, the overweight white guy that has the Asian best friend and the submersible. Um, oh yeah, yeah, at the beginning, the, yeah, yeah, the, beginning. the guy that played then, hero in in Heroes. Yeah, and yeah. then later on in the film, he gets knocked off the boat by the boom. Um, yeah, in the water, and then you think he's gonna get eaten, but then no, then he gets back up, and then something ha- else happens later, and he gets you know the shark, the the bigger Meg jumps onto the boat and capsizes it and gets thrown off, ends up getting eaten or whatever. Yeah, I thought it would have been funny if, and when he got initially thrown off the boat by the boom, um, that you know all the great whites and all the other sharks came back and like one of them got him, like he just got eaten by a regular shark, not even by the Meg. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and it's just like just something random like that. And in this movie, it was more of, you know. It just wasn't enough. I don't know. It wasn't that creative in the sense of when I saw that opening scene, I was like, okay, nice. This is stupid. Like, how the heck did that Meg jump up there, get the T-Rex and everything like that? But it's like, okay, I'm on board with this. And then you get to that first act, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Well, that's kind of what I was – And then it would just pick up with the second act and third act. It just didn't pick up enough for me. It's like I wanted more absurdity, more stupidity, more interesting ways of – you know, people getting tossed and eaten by the Megs and focus more on them, whereas it's more like, oh, no, the real bad guys are the humans. And then, you know, yeah, you have these three Megs, but then there's this giant octopus, which I'm not, again, <laughs> I'm fine with the giant octopus. It's just I think we spent too much time on the human element. Yeah, well, that's and that's movie. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. That's the stuff that sort of does drag it down. But I like, I really like, I, like Jason Statham's, Chinese friend like the uncle who you know it's like oh, yeah. of course the 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 woman from the first movie I guess she didn't want to come back so she is now dead um and uh love interest right his uh yeah they get they get married at some point between yep. the two movies it's been seven years or something like that and um yeah his uncle like at some point I realized like started stealing the show at times from Jason Statham like there were just like he was like just again it's just very entertaining like i it's dumb and it's not like if someone was like is it good i'd be like well no it's not good you know who could have done this movie better no james gunn i feel like this is the, the perfect like yeah, movie for he, james gunn to he, do cuz he would have yeah. made it wacky and fun and interesting and new like it just wasn't elevated enough for me i don't know he probably just, yeah he would have taken it places for sure i mean it's like it needed more, but at the same time, man, it's like. But there were parts of it that were fun and entertaining, like you said, when you're the the cameras in the shark's mouth. That's a fantastic idea. I just wish yeah. you got more of that stuff instead yeah. of seeing Jason Statham get shot at. It's Dude, like I've but seen that. 100 I times. love, I love, like he gets on that jet ski and he like rides a wave and is like jousting with the megalodon. Like there's just there's there's moments in the movie that I'm like I. I'm like I really appreciate 
what you're trying to do here. Like, this is incredibly stupid, but at some point, you all figured that out. You re- like you realize that the f- the first movie is way too serious a lot of the times, and like it's got like comedic elements in it, but everything in that movie was very flat to me. Like it's it's really not that funny. Like Rain Wilson is like not used properly in it. No, like he he's wasn't not. Used fu- he's like he's not funny at all. Like it's just, he's kind of just annoying and annoying that he's there. You're like go away. You know, it's like that kind of that kind of thing. Um. But this one, it's like I, you know, the the black guy is like, oh yeah. After the first incident, he's like, I started training. And he like, <laughs> it's so absurd. He's like, he he's like taking out all these mercenaries and he's carrying around a desert eagle with him. And dude, honestly, I we we left the theater and one of the thoughts that I had was I I went, you know, I was like, this feels like a movie that was written by AI. Mm. That was kind of the thought that I had that I was like. There's a lot in it, because typically, right, like, people talk about movies being, like, quote-unquote, written by AI because they're, like, bad. But the thing is, is that what AI typically does is it really, like, takes from certain sources, you know? So I could see something like that essentially writing, someone's like, hey, all right, listen, we have a, a Meg... And we have Jason Statham on a jet ski. Write me an action scene. And I feel like what we got in the movie is pretty similar to what we would get from, like, one of the better AIs out there. With maybe, like, a little bit of, like, adjustment. But that was just kind of this feeling that I had watching it. I was like, hmm, all right. It was like, there's lots of, like, by-the-number stuff. It's like, you get the sequel, and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be the exact same thing. But then you, the more you get into it, the wilder the movie becomes to the point of like the second half of the movie isn't anything like the first half. Right. And so it's it's very weird and it's very inconsistent, but I don't know. But that, that, that's all I got to say about that, man. I'm sorry you didn't Dang. enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, I mean, I just, I really wanted more crazy. Yeah, I, I think that definitely would have would have helped it a lot. Um I just, at some point, I think I realized what I'd gotten myself into, and of course, like, we weren't going to leave the movie theater, so it was like, all right, I guess, I guess we're, we're buckling in for whatever they've got going. Um, How about that scene when Jason has his, uh, foot, um, defending off the, uh, the Meg? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely has a ton of, I mean, of course he does, but like. Lots and lots of plot armor in this. Yeah. Um, well, you got to, David, when you're going up against three megs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and there's stuff that definitely doesn't work. I mean, they, they have this whole sort of B-plot, C-plot with the the child of the original two megs. And I thought they were going to do something with it. And then it basically is just a really long setup to kind a not very good joke. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, he definitely has control over the thing. And then, like, you never really know. And they laugh about it. And I'm like, man, I was like, I, I honestly, I was really hoping that Jason Statham or h- h- the uncle, they were going to, like, ride one of the Megs at one point. Like, charge at, like, the, you know what I mean? At the, the squid or great. one of the other Megs, like, you know, taking on the uh, the alpha Meg. Um, okay, let me ask you this. Out of shark movies, what are your favorites? 
Like, what's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Do you have one? I, I have my personal favorite. Jaws is like the safe answer. It is. That's not my favorite, though. Uh, I mean, I am partial to Deep Blue Sea, but I feel like that's because it was one of those ones that was always on. So that might be like nostalgia or Stockholm Syndrome or something like that. That's my personal favorite. Is, is Deep, Deep Blue, Blue Sea. sea. I, like, yeah. I like Deep Blue Sea quite... I like the absurdity of it. Yeah. Um, A good premise to like... You know, they were experimented on and whatnot, and now they can reverse, basically, and I was, do some crazy things. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Matthew says Shark Tale. Oh, I hate Shark Tale. <laughs> I couldn't even finish it. Really? Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, No, I didn't like that one at all. I was There was a movie I was going to look up. Oh, okay. So, it's not a shark movie, but one that I, I enjoyed for sort of the underwater horror that's, that takes itself more seriously is this movie called Underwater um, mm. with Kristen Stewart, actually, which... Um, it's called Underwater. It's called Underwater, yeah. I thought you were going to say... Uh, it came out in 2020, so that's probably why a lot of... I, I don't think a lot of people know about it. It's only got a 6 out of 10 on, IMD, on IMDb. Um, but it's very much... It's, it's a really simple, like... Something goes wrong on an underwater water station. Team of people has to get from A to B. Something is in the water. And mm. what kind of does it for me is the ending. Um, I, I thought the ending of it was pretty strong, personally. And um, that's kind of where it goes. Like It's just, it's this weird little, like, forgotten underwater horror type movie from 2020 you know because nobody like I don't even know if it got a theatrical release because of uh, Rona um, probably not so I thought a good, at least you didn't say open water that was no, a freaking horrible movie yeah oh um, man huh yeah I, I, I just I enjoyed the concept but I think there's a way to make that entertaining yeah and they didn't accomplish it yeah um, yeah underwater just... 72% on Rotten Tomatoes oh no way <laughs> no way um yeah it's just somebody's it, viewing that movie very pretentious <laughs> um yeah there, there's like some some interesting stuff out there and and i don't know i mean like it's shark movies feels like it's a tough genre like that very specific i'm trying to think if there was anything else that really like what else is there jaws sharknado deep blue sea sharknado yeah you know sharknado Shark versus, uh um croc Oh, but Have that's not that one? no, no. Dart <laughs> <laughs> versus T Rex. Let me I look this up. The name of the movie, top, but... top rated shark movies. Yeah, I can't um... believe they made open water too, as well. That was, oh, oh, that oh. was the most surprising. There was one that I liked with uh, the Shallows. Have you seen oh. the Shallows with um? Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's pretty good. Um, I, I the thing about movies like that is that I think typically you either have to go the direction of like this is bonkers, or you go in the direction of very simple plot with sharks. 
or a shark, which is kind of what the shallows is. Um, yeah. But and I, you know I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but I remember when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that. Oh yeah, dude, it's an it's an hour and twenty six minutes. Like you can't, dude, you can't beat that. Um, I miss that. I wish that more movies would go back to just being really, really, like they don't have to. You know, it's like we kind of have been saying. It's like they don't have to be these, um, incredibly like profound movies like just having something that's you know right around an hour and a half that's a really tight script um i'm 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 into that for sure i'm just trying to see if underwater had a runtime underwater an hour 35 minutes there's a trend I, 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 and I think what it ultimately comes down to is uh, movies tend to overstay their welcome, and it's it's probably the yep. where the Meg two definitely falls short. That because I, I think it's about two hours. Yeah, um, I think you're right. If they again about thirty minutes of it, if they had just really chopped a lot of that out and gotten straight into it, like uh, we're we're uh, there's something we're going on in in the uh, the trench. Jason Statham's back. The mother's dead. You, yeah. It's how long? So the the actual runtime of the first movie is 113 minutes. The second movie is almost two hours. Basically two hours. Two hours. Okay. Yeah. It's like you could really like, and and this is something that like I wish was trim off the first act and just do the first act as ten minutes. Yeah, you could. Well, you don't even really need most of it. Um, I I think you really can just be like. We're back on Mako. Here's what's happening. We brought back Jason Statham. They're down in the trench already. Explosions happen. They're walking towards the thing. Some people die. And then just, you know, boom, 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 boom. Like, don't give people a chance to, like, stop and, and go. And ask questions. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, anyway. Oh, I do want to say one thing. So, yeah, Elemental. Sure. I didn't realize this, but Uh-oh. Elemental had a budget of $200 million, right? It's made so far worldwide, and it released June 16th, so still in the theaters, uh-huh. um, $458 million. So, Oh, wow. So I'm surprised it's made that much because the budget's $200 million, so you know you put probably marketing at an additional $200, yeah. $2.5, whatever, between, two, between $400 and $600 million is what this movie needs to break even. Um but still, that's more than... There was a lot of marketing for that, too. Yeah, there was. It was everywhere. A lot of marketing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sure that's do. pretty much all I have. Awesome. Um, Well, thank you all for listening to another episode of The Underground Podcast. We'll be back next week talking about Ahsoka, for sure. Ashoka. Um... That'll be fun. <laughs> I can't wait. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I'm sure there's some other things. I, there's a, there might have been a couple stories we still haven't gotten to. Um, I am behind on cutting everything up and also getting last week's podcast out because uh, my dog was sick and that was taking up most of my time last week and over the weekend. So uh, bear with me we'll have everything back up and running normal hopefully by the end of this week and i can just knock out a whole bunch of stuff so um thank you guys again for listening and until next time y'all take it easy